And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruit and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. 15. On today's Fantasy Baseball in 15, we'll look at a bevy of streaming and fab options. Like death and taxes, Dodger's been a Dodger. <laughs> I have not had the three cold brews yet. It works great. In a fantasy. I'm just glad I am not at the dentist. Fantasy Baseball in 15. On The Athletic. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball in 15 for Friday, April 16th. I'm Al Melchior and with me here is Derek Van Riper. And DVR, I guess it's a, it's a good thing maybe to say this once in a while. Sort of a light news day with some some good news that we'll start off with here. Fernando Tatis Jr., it was reported uh, earlier in the week that he could be back by Friday. That, in fact, is going to be the case. So Fernando Tatis Jr. back in the uh, Padres lineup. Uh, don't know that we can say anything that people don't already know. <laughs> Must start all the time. Uh, but, uh, you know, certainly good to have him back. Yeah, absolutely. And... I'm just curious to see if it's going to be preventative maintenance or if there will be any real restrictions on him as he gets back into action. It's a great series this weekend against the Dodgers. Just happy he's healthy again or at least closer to being 100% because it was a scary scene when he suffered that injury uh, just over a week ago on that swing against the Giants. Uh, Really just a question of even if he can't do more long-term damage to the shoulder, what are his chances of avoiding another stint on the IL or a longer stint on the IL at some point this season? Yeah, I suppose really the only actionable thing here is that if you do have Tatis, that you, if you, if you haven't done so already, and chances are you already have, that you, you get some reinforcements because it certainly could be a recurring issue for him. Uh, let's take a look at some other news items from the National League West. Johnny Cueto has gone on the injured list with a grade one lat strain. So one day after on this very show, we talked about how Logan Webb was going to the Giants bullpen. It's not official, but it seems like a foregone conclusion that Webb is now back in the rotation. And if it's a, if that is the case, he'll take Cueto's spot, which will line him up for starts at Philadelphia and then back at home against the Marlins uh, for this coming week. So uh, assuming that's a double dip DVR. How do you feel about that for for this week? I don't think I'm comfortable throwing Logan Webb at the Phillies uh, at all, just because it's a hitter friendly park and it's a good lineup that's mostly healthy right now. So uh, I'm definitely avoiding that start, even if he's on my roster already. If you have to pick him up now to get that Marlin start, that might be a little tricky to pull off. Uh, I think he is still streamable against Miami as long as he's still in the rotation when that turn comes up. So. Kind of a guy that I'm only throwing either at home or against a bottom five offense when those opportunities come around. Well, sometimes the truth hurts if you're uh, if you're rooting for the Marlins, but uh, actually, yeah, their their offense has been a little better of late. But uh, point well taken, nonetheless. 
And uh, let's go to some Dodgers items here. Gavin Lux, who has a sore right wrist, he was not in the lineup on Thursday against the Rockies. So the alignment there for the Dodgers was to have Max Muncy move over to second base. Edwin Rios at first base. So if this is a long-term issue for Gavin Lux, Dodgers being the Dodgers, lots of moving parts there. But I would think that that would spell some more playing time for Rios. Yeah, Rios would become viable in deep mixed leagues if you know, Lux were to go on the IL in part because of the next news item we're going to talk about. You know, Cody Bellinger could make things a little more complicated, but the way they play Bellinger mostly in center field right now, I don't know if it would impact Rios as much as it could. So I'm curious to see how they make the pieces fit once Bellinger's able to return. Yeah. And so, yeah, leading up to that story, Cody Bellinger uh, is unlikely to be activated for this series against the Padres. So for those of us in daily lineup leagues, that's uh, certainly relevant, but that also leaves open the possibility that Bellinger is back next week. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think it's really going to have an impact on Rios if Lux is out. Uh, I think Zach McKinstry is probably the one who stands to lose playing time, and he has been getting playing time lately. So uh, again, with the Dodgers, you figure it's going to be spread across several players, but that would be my best guess at who gets the biggest impact there with a Bellinger return. Uh, so now we've got a developing bullpen situation in Toronto. Uh, Jordan Romano now on the injured list with ulnar neuritis. This comes uh, shortly after Julian Merriweather going on the IL with an oblique injury. So it seems sort of like process by process of elimination that it's going to be Rafael Dulles' job for the most part. I still think I'm beginning to shift my overall expectations for the Blue Jays' bullpen from one that maybe would lean pretty heavily on one closer back when, for a moment, it looked like Kirby Yates was going to be the guy before he got hurt to the they're probably going to mix and match a little more than we would like them to from a fantasy perspective. If you lose enough high-leverage options, eventually there's really no one to share the job with. Uh, but I think as they get those guys back, or if they get those guys back, it could be you know, a 60-40, 70-30 split, something along those lines between Merriweather and Romano. But I do think for the short term, if you're chasing saves, Dolis is actually rosterable in just about all mixed formats because of the success he was having last year and the dwindling list of competition for those opportunities. Yeah, yeah, well put. Uh, and some good news here for Kyle Lewis. Uh, he is expected to be back with the Mariners by early next week. And I read that as since it's by early next week, maybe we see him this weekend. Not clear, but, uh, you know, certainly good news looking ahead to next week. Now, the Thursday slide, it was slate, it was kind of slight. And so not a lot of standout performances to talk about, but we could certainly focus on a couple of pitchers. One very bad, one pretty good. The very bad was Patrick Corbin. Two starts this year, both of them pretty bad. Uh, this one, just two innings against the Diamondbacks, 10 runs, nine of them earned on six hits and four walks, just one strikeout. And he gave up three homers to start. So there's really no part of that line that looks good for Patrick Corbin. Uh, what do you do if you've got him? Panic. <laughs> Velo is definitely a concern for me right now. I know he was trying to mix in some sinkers and some change-ups, so maybe trying to find some ways to to be a little less predictable. I think you have to reserve him in a lot of leagues. I don't know if you want to cut him just yet because the Nationals are not loaded with options to replace him, and I do think it would be too quick of a hook for you as a fantasy manager to let him go after a difficult matchup against the Dodgers to begin the season and then one bad blow up even in a favorable spot 
I'm going to say hold on Corbin, even though it's going to be painful to see what happens the next couple times out. No, it's, it's way too soon. And just to put this in perspective, uh, Marco Gonzalez is somebody that I held on. Uh, two bad starts to start his season, came back the third time around with a pretty good start. So no reason why that couldn't play the play out the same way for Patrick Corbin. So uh, certainly if you can, uh, and maybe, you know, you out there weren't as patient as I was with Gonzalez, but uh, you know, I think if you could be patient with somebody who was, you know, mid to late round like him, you can certainly wait another start or two with Patrick Corbin. I think that makes sense. And then on the better side of things on Thursday, Jake Junis, who's just been really solid so far this year, uh, both out of the pen and in the rotation this time against the blue Jays really, um, almost a spotless game through five innings. And then in the sixth um, yielded a couple of runs. So the final line is two runs in five innings on five hits and a walk with six strikeouts. That's still a pretty good line, a 32% CSW for this start has the raise next uh, to me. He's, I know we'll talk about fab targets later on, but for me, he's really one of the few players I'm really keenly interested in this week. Yeah, some pretty significant changes to the pitch mix for Jake Junis, throwing a cutter and throwing it a lot. So the arsenal has been pretty well rebuilt. This is a guy who was throwing a slider 46% of the time last year, needed to do something different. He's throwing a cutter almost 25% of the time. He throws that pitch at about 84 miles an hour. So he still has four-seamer, still has occasional sinkers, uh, but really kind of hitting reset. On his arsenal, I, I think he's probably the kind of guy against the team like the Rays. That might be pretty borderline for me, at least in a 12-team league. In a 15, maybe you can be a little bit more aggressive. But I do think it's worthwhile to step back and say, okay, hey, if my expectations for Junis were a high fours ERA and a bad whip before, those expectations might not be fair. He might be more of a, a low fours ERA sort of guy going forward. And that's a pretty big swing, right? It's not necessarily a guy that wins your league for you, but he goes from a guy that you really don't want anything to do with on the waiver wire in mixed leagues to someone that you are going to spot in carefully or possibly even hold on to in some deeper formats. Yeah, I mean, in this context offensively, uh, that's somebody that's pretty reliable for a two-start week, especially if the matchups aren't too bad. So uh, somebody to to think about going forward. But let's look a little bit uh, in the shorter term here. Let's look at the Friday streamers. A lot of really, really interesting options. I mean, this is cyclical, especially early in the season because you've got all the aces going one day. And then, uh, you know, you tend to have so the back of the rotation types uh, going against each other. So we've got kind of got the, uh, the mid-range here on Friday. So some really, really interesting options. So DVR, I'm just going to rattle these off and uh, let you uh, riff as you see fit. Uh, we've got Taylor Widener at the Nationals. Uh, Max Scherzer pitching for them. Yusei Kikuchi versus Houston, a team that may not have anything close to their, their regular lineup uh, because of the COVID protocols. Uh, Jose Urquidy pitching for them. Anthony Deslafani pitching against the Marlins at, uh, I almost said Marlins Park, um, but in Miami, uh, Daniel Castano pitching for them. And then a couple of uh, matchups of potential streamers, Logan Allen and Jeff Hoffman going in that Cleveland-Cincinnati matchup, Stephen Matz and Mike Miner, Blue Jays versus Royals. And then we got the Pirates and the Brewers, JT Brubaker and Adrian Hauser. So that's nine, count them, nine streamers for you to consider. A lot of streamers. I think Descafani is doing a few things different, throwing more curveballs so far with the Giants, and Miami is on that list of teams that, I, look, I'm excited about Jazz Chisholm. I think the offense is going to get better over the course of the year, uh, but I'm generally comfortable throwing just about anybody against them right now. 
Desclafani qualifies, he's good enough to go in that spot. Uh, JT Brubaker, I think, is pretty interesting, especially if we get an update on Christian Yelich. You know, you could pick him up and maybe make a decision based on whether or not Yelich plays, because without Yelich, there's one elite bat missing, but it's still a Brewers lineup that has a lot of swing and miss in it right now. Keston Hero really hasn't gotten going yet. Uh, I know Avisel Garcia's hitting the ball very well. Travis Shaw's hitting the ball really well, but that's not a good Brewers lineup, even though that's going to happen at American Family Field in Milwaukee. So Brubaker's definitely a consideration for me. Uh, Yusei Kikuchi, I mean, I... I had a few doubts coming into the year. I just wanted to see if the command was actually better. I think what we saw this spring was encouraging, and he's built on that with what he's done in his first couple starts. So I'm in on Kikuchi at home against an Astros team that could still be down a few of their key players. That's another, maybe a wait and see if everybody's back. Maybe you can change your tune a little bit on that one, but I'm erring on the side of playing Kikuchi. Yeah, and I would really consider him even with those players back. Obviously, it's a big, big difference, but... uh... You know, he was kind of a popular and uh, trendy sleeper coming into this year. And, uh, you know, he's been been kind of showing why so far in the very, very early going here. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. So we've got Fab coming up DVR. Uh, I, as we've been doing here for the first couple of uh, cycles of this, I've been talking about some of the shallower league uh, options. You've been going with the deeper league, and that corresponds with our, our Tower Wars leagues. Um, you mentioned Travis Shaw. He's one of the better hitters that's still out there in my 12-teamer. Didi Gregorius, he's got really nice matchups this week. Uh, the Phillies have a series at home and a series in Colorado, so you've got great venues too. And then on the pitching side, David Peterson, uh, who Michael Beller and I talked about on the Thursday episode, he's looked really sharp this year, same as Alex Cobb. And then we talked about Jake Junis. So all those pitchers would be for play, uh, in play for me rather, in the 12-teamer. And I'll just add one more name, Jerkson Profar, who's, with his versatility, playing pretty much every day lately and oftentimes batting second in that Padres order. That's a pretty nice place to be. Also giving you a little bit of stolen base appeal, three steals already. So even though I've not typically thought of Profar as a 12-teamer kind of player, I am starting to now. Yeah, I think he's pretty much there for me. I've had him on my 15-team Tout Wars team all season. Love the middle infield, outfield flexibility as far as being able to move them around in the lineup a little bit makes it easier to uh, fill in when you have an injury or uh, some other absence you have to account for. I think with Travis Shaw, the thing that I'm really encouraged by is that he's making more contact everywhere. He's making more contact outside the zone. He's making more contact inside the zone. And he was just so lost at the end of his last tenure in Milwaukee I think with the Jays, it was just hard to get a good sense for where he was at last year. The playing time wasn't quite as stable as it appears to be right now. And, you know, for the Brewers, the team that pursued Justin Turner, for them to go with a plan B or even a plan C sort of option in Travis Shaw and to get a possible bounce back from him, if he's anything close to the player he was just a couple years ago in Milwaukee, 
that's a middle of the order run producer that they found basically on the scrap heap. K rate has been down compared to where it was each of the last two seasons, under 20% through the first 11 games. So yeah, it's still early, but a lot of encouraging signs in the underlying numbers. And he's right there in the heart of the order, which I mentioned, you know, right now you can pick on them a little bit, but that should be an above average lineup when everybody is in it, especially when they're playing at home. All right. Well, lots of names for you to consider. So we'll have you think on that and uh, close out this episode of Fantasy Baseball in 15. So uh, if you are listening to us on a platform that lets you leave a rating rating and a review, we always do appreciate it when you take the time to do that. For Derek Van Riper, I'm Al Melkier. We'll be right back here on Monday. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.